Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Oh man, here we go again. Up early, feed the dog, out the door, traffic, at the office, boss in some kind of mood today, no time for lunch, annoying co-worker, no time to relax, bedtime. Then we gotta do it all again? Uh, no way. Because the best way to break up the mundane every day is to play. At Wild Rose Casino and Resort, slots, tables, sports, and a whole lot of perks when you join and play with your club wild card. So, let's play. Wild Rose Casino and Resort, Clinton. Hawk Fanatic is brought to you by our friends at Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln, uh, Patrick Eads and his excellent crew of sales and service staff, Hawkeye Title and Settlement, Falbo Brothers Pizza, it is Falbalicious. Mike Locks and E-Keys for Cars, GT Car and his crew at Super Siding and Remodeling, 1-800-800-ROSE. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers in downtown Iowa City. Premier Automotive, hit a deer, call Premier. The Oxyoke Inn in the Manus Players Sports Bar and Grill. And uh, Dennis to the Stars, Dr. Lance Forbes uh, and the folks at Diamond Dental in Cedar Rapids. It's time for our Hawk Fanatic segment. Uh, here is Pat Hardy from HawkFanatic.com and his uh, longtime friend, Tom Suter. Hi, guys. Hi, Jim. <laughs> How are you? Good, good, good. Here we are. Here we are. Happy. Sun is shining. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, no? it's supposed to cloud up later, but... Uh, yeah. And then you're heading to Indianapolis today, Pat? Yep, in a few hours. So I'm going to have to cut out here early today. Probably around between 10 and 10.15. Yeah, we can. We we'll can let you. Work. Yeah, we'll make that happen. Yeah, because I still got to write a story. You got to get the rental car. And I'm riding over with Rob Howe and Michael Loss. We're all staying. Oh, at fun. The, we're all staying at the same hotel just outside of Indy, about 15 minutes from the arena. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I Good. mean, it's, I haven't, haven't been on the road as much the last two years. Obviously, I went to the football games, but we only went to a couple road games in basketball this year. So, I'm glad we did because. Man, the price of gas and everything now. I mean, it's, <laughs> it is. It's no crazy. Kidding. I mean, we're going to split gas three ways. That helps. And then the we got a hotel room for ninety bucks a night, which isn't. I mean, That's not bad. Oh my god, no. it's relatively a new hotel too. So, so yeah. Hopefully, you know, I figure you go over there. You watch. They're either going to lose in the first round or or they'll get to the championship game. And it seems like with our luck, they'll get there and then lose. You know, I mean, <laughs> but. We'll see. I feel. I think they have a really good chance. I think. I think Purdue's probably the best team on paper. Well, our team's kind of built better for a, a tournament run with our depth than we and do. Matchups are big. Yeah, matchups are big. Yeah. And, yep. and the only matchup I really am concerned about is Purdue. I think they're just. I just don't think Iowa's as good as Purdue on paper. Paper and should we? I assume is this Karen? Let's find out. Hello. Yes, this is. <laughs> Hi, Karen. <laughs> Hello. When are you? When are you taking off, Pat? In a few hours, between like around between one and two. 
Uh, no, I, I drive every summer out there to go see my brother in, in, who lives around Cleveland. And the bad place is, is around uh, Gary, Indiana. Well, we won't go anywhere near there. We take 74. Oh, that sounds better. Yeah, yeah. yeah we don't go anywhere near Chicago. <laughs> so you don't have, you won't have to worry about paying all that toll. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. I know there's no reason to go to Chicago. That's out of the way when you're going to Indianapolis. Seventy four yeah. takes you right there. Well, <clears throat> I first I was trying to think of what the heck I was going to wear to the game today, but I guess it's been canceled. So yeah, it's a little don't cold. Have to worry, it's, worry about that. It's too cold for baseball. What is it? Twenty nine well, yeah, right now. Yes, you look outdoors. There's still a lot of snow out there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, it looks so, deceptively nice. <clears throat> yes. So, how do you think we'll do at the tournament? You said you thought we'd do pretty well. I feel have a good feeling for them. I think they're playing well. I don't think the Big Ten's got many great teams, and I just think if they can make threes and and just do what they've been doing and avoid Purdue for as long as they can. When would they play Purdue? Uh, I believe the finals. Is that how it's set up? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's what they were talking about. I thought it would be the Big Ten was predicting it would be Iowa and Purdue in the finals. Yeah, and Wisconsin would be their first um, – that would be their first matchup where they play someone above them seat, right? Wouldn't it be? Uh, okay, it goes, we <laughs> will know. play the winner of Nebraska-Northwestern, followed by Rutgers, Rutgers. Yes. followed by Illinois-Indiana-Michigan. Yeah, and they're seated above Rutgers. Yeah, and then the final. So, yeah, so, so they whoever. would play, they could win two games against teams that they're seated higher than, so, so yeah, we'll see. I think they, I, I like their chances against Wisconsin and Rutgers. And Illinois worries me still, even though they've beaten them twice. But Rutgers, I think they can beat Rutgers. I, oh, for sure. Rutgers struggles a lot offensively. Now, would I be surprised if they lost? No, not at all. Well, I wouldn't be. I'd be surprised if they lost to Nebraska or Northwestern. No other, no other yeah. games going forward would I be surprised. I guess if they I lost. wouldn't be shocked by that, just because we don't do. Fran well, has not done well in the Big Ten tournament. So you wouldn't be shocked if they lost to like North. If, North, I, w- if no, I think we'll beat Northwestern if they win. Nebraska has been playing awfully well. I yeah, I would still be. I don't know, shocked. I would be very surprised if they lost to Nebraska. I would be disappointed. Oh, I'd be disappointed too, but I'd be yeah. more surprised. We'll see. Who do you think would be an easier team to play, Nebraska, uh, Nebraska Northwestern. Northwestern? Northwestern. Yeah. Right now, now Northwestern wasn't itself when they they were. Hampered yeah, by injuries. They had, well, the, the main guy was Elness. Boo booey. Yeah. yeah, and then Pete Nance was sick. So, but I still think Nebraska's got better individual players in Northwestern. Okay, well, good luck. Drive Thanks. carefully, and uh, let's hope we bring home the. Oh, and I was going to say, did you guys watch the women cut down the nets when they were here at, at in uh, Iowa City? I, I did. I don't remember. I have never, ever, ever seen anybody cut nets from the bottom of a the net. <laughs> that was the first time I'd ever seen that. Yeah. Well, I thought somebody didn't tell those people what to do. <laughs> what are you gonna do, Karen? <laughs> I don't know. I know. But anyway, good. they said they learned how and they did a better job at the at the Big Ten. There so. you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thanks a lot, guys. See you later. Thanks, Karen. Bye. Boy, it sure be fun if the men could do what the women. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Did, will you will you do me a favor and pull that mic, uh, the, the mic three away from the camera? Yeah, it's sticking right out of Pat's head. That's better. <laughs> okay. There now <laughs> you can see both of you. Yeah, there you go. So uh, the Big Ten, uh, you know, you're not going to be there in time to watch the uh, the Minnesota, uh, the no. Nebraska uh, Northwestern game, are you, Pat? No. I'm, what time does that start today? Five. Five. No, we uh, no. I'm not. I hadn't planned on watching that. 
just update the story when we get there of who won and I'm doing something on Tony Perkins anyway that's really not going to have much bearing on who they play in this first game. Like I said, I think it's going to be Nebraska, but I, you know, North what else? if Northwestern won, I, I mean, so much, nothing is really a big surprise at this stage. No, right now. and at 12 versus 13 seed, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's a toss up, really. Yeah, I mean, they've obviously both teams. Well, isn't Nebraska the 14 seed? Uh, Minnesota. Oh, so Nebraska ended up passing Minnesota at the end. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think yeah. they. I think their their win over Wisconsin. Well, they did. They must have won because I think they both finished with three or four conference wins. Four wins, I think. Four wins. Okay, so, so yeah, any of those three teams, I think those three teams are kind of in a group by themselves. Penn, but Penn State, I'm not. I don't think Penn State's a very good team. I mean, they're no. they're okay. There's just a there's at least four or five pretty average to below average teams in the Big Ten this year, and I just think this Iowa team is better than these teams, and I just cannot see it being upset by either of these teams with the way they're playing right now. And But I've been wrong before, and we shall see. I mean, Fran has brought some good teams over there, but this may end up being his best team. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I haven't really given much consideration on that yet, but and I don't mean this to – I mean, I don't want this to sound bad, but this team's already accomplished. I mean, it's 22 wins. I mean – it's already done a lot to where it deserves to be among – I mean, Fran hasn't had a team get past the second round of the NCAA tournament. He hasn't had a team win the Big Ten tournament. So the bar is not set exceptionally high for postseason. And regular season, this team, I mean, to they, go 12-8 and eight and 22-9, and nine, that's Absolutely, good. this team overachieved. Oh, this team overachieved, and um, but is it Fran's best? I think most mm-hmm. people would think that Fran's best team was maybe the 16-17 with Utah. That may, remember when he made Sports Illustrated and they got beat by um, – they ended up losing, I believe it was Villanova. Out was out. that uh, Woody and Gazelle, and and, and, and Utah was on that. Yeah. Utah was emerging as a star. I think maybe someone consider maybe that his best team. I mean, the NIT was a team, good solid team. The NIT team won twenty five games that year, but I mean, if you're in the NIT and not the NCAA, I don't think you can be ranked among his best. Yeah, that was one of his most important teams because it continued the rebuild. But this could end up being his best team. I mean, if they make a deep run in the Big Ten tournament and and. It, well, God, if they get to the Sweet 16, it, oh, it, they'll will, be this anointed. Will, it will be his best team because at oh, minimum they will have 24 wins. Iowa doesn't have many seasons where they've won more than 22, no, 23 games. No. They just haven't. So this team is flirting with greatness as far as Iowa standards. So we'll see. Well, nobody expected them to be anywhere near where they are right now, that's for sure. No. No, and the team in 06 with Horner and Bruner and Haluska, those guys were seniors. That team was supposed to be pretty good. They had made the NCAA the year before. They ended up going, what they go, 25-9, and nine, I think? And they won the Big Ten tournament. They won the Big Ten tournament, and the, but then, of course, the big bugaboo is the lost first round of the NCAA tournament. That's what, was it Northwestern State? Northwestern State, State and that's what so many people will <laughs> always bring. I don't know, bug, bugaboo is maybe not the right word, is it? What is bugaboo? Uh, I always look at that as sort of blemish, sort of like a... Yeah, yeah. Is that, okay, that's I right. I think so. But that is what some people will automatically... Well, that team got beat in the first round. Well, it still won 25 games and won the Big Ten tournament and finished second in the conference team. That was... Uh, that's a good Iowa team. Been our best team in the last... 20 years. 20 years, for sure. Since the 98-99 team. No, that was a real, real good team. But that's the NCAA they, defining a team. Yes, they got Fair snake bit. 
fair or not, that's what the NCAA tournament does. And you just freaking knew that shot was going in, too. You just knew. I wasn't there. It was my dad's 80th birthday, and I remember I didn't. We had, I was watching from a, I think, God, somehow I think we must have escaped from my dad's 80th because we were at a bar. We were at a bar also down in Florida. You're, you're still salty about it. And we, we were bellied up to the bar. The bartender was uh, had lined up eight shots for the people that were in there to celebrate Iowa's win and that guy drilled that shot and we never got our shots no no it was a that was a bad day i remember they showed that photo of alford sitting behind the getting i guess getting ready to be interviewed he just had his head bare i think he may have had the the stat uh hand the stat line in his hand and i just remember him just buried his head buried because he knew that was a lost opportunity because they were not going to be as good the next year because they lost so much. Was that a 14 seed that we were yeah. we three? Yeah. Yeah. And then next year, the team was okay. Adam had a great year. Led, uh, He may have led the conference in scoring. He averaged 24, but they they stay, they struggled to stay above 500. It was Adam and Tyler Smith, basically. They were almost a two-man team. But they lost so much from that team, and you knew that was just a bad opportunity. That's why you can't get too wrapped up in this conference tournament because hardly anyone remembers that that 06 team won the Big Ten tournament. Nobody seems to care. And last week, talking to those Iowa wrestlers, like Marinelli, when he won the big, he's like, you know, the real things. He basically saying, this is great, Nash, but no one's going to remember what happened here once we get to Nationals. And that, and I sometimes think that's unfortunate. It is unfortunate because the Bull won four Big Ten championships. Yeah, right? and that, he's one of eight to do it. But my guess is if he doesn't leave here with an NCAA title, some people will hold that against him. I'm not, yeah. I don't, fair or not. I mean, he has not won an NCAA title yet, but he's won four Big Ten titles. I I mean, sometimes I think you got to give credit to the journey and not always obsess on the destination, that's mm, if, that's if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So there we go. But, yeah, um, unfortunately, um, especially with NCAA basketball, people do. Oh, it's as bad as it's, it's ever been it now. It is. And it's only going to get worse because the NCAA tournament is just, in a week it's going to be on our TV. We're all going to be planning our schedules. and It's going to be, I mean, Watching it on TV, I I think watching it on TV has become a bigger deal than actually being there. You know the way they do it now. I mean, because at home, when you're at home, you can watch all these different games. They've made it to where it's such a fun experience to watch from home for well, that, people. That first weekend of games is so much fun. Wouldn't you rather do that than be in one gym watching one? Unless you're just a diehard with. But I think a lot of people stay away from games because they can just watch from home. It's the competition between getting people to show up to venues, but then look how great it is to watch from home. Well, th that's true, but I will also say that we had so much fun uh, a couple of years ago when uh, Megan Gustafson's team hosted the NCAAs, and that was just freaking great. Oh, yeah. We had so much fun. Well, they'll probably end up hosting at least a game or two uh Selection Sunday is coming up, so it yeah, it looks like we're absolutely. Oh, I was definitely they're, yeah. they're definitely hosting. Yeah, I'm not sure where they'll be seated. I'm guessing probably a three. That appears to be about right. Yeah, and I think they can. I think they can get to the Sweet Sixteen. Do I think that they can win it all? I, I mean, you know, with stranger things have happened. But South they, Carolina got beat by Kentucky. The problem is those both of those teams are so much more. It's a, I always worry about their lack of athleticism because it's there. Yeah. Well, they are more athletic, that's for sure. But well, well we mean, did beat Kentucky last year. What's that? It, we did beat Kentucky yeah. last year, but it's a different team. But well, Kentucky was eight and eight. That was a yeah. major upset. Uh -huh. I, the, I mean, it's not like Kentucky was that. They're 
barely were going to make the tournament. They yeah. were eight and eight and like nineteen and eleven. That's why it was such an upset. But Kentucky's one of those teams, though. Maybe the lights turned on, and they are very athletic. I just watched some of the highlights, and they were not struggling to get past or to withstand the lateral movement of South Carolina. And usually when I watch South Carolina, they're just so much more athletic than all the other teams. So we'll see. I mean, I think the women hosting is going to be big. I think that's going to give them a big edge. And if they get to the Sweet 16 again, I mean, to me, the rest is gravy. I mean, I... That will be what three straight three sixteen bids since nineteen. They've had an elite eight. I mean, I mean that's getting it done in the postseason. This, I don't think you need to w- get the final four every year to say you're getting it done no. in the postseason. This, this group of gals has accomplished so much. Uh, they got uh, obviously the Sweet Sixteen last year. Mm-hmm. They uh, won the Big Ten regular season this year. They won the Big Ten tournament this year. Uh, it's and they're all going to be back next year. Yeah, that's that's when the pressure will be on because everybody will expect huge things out of them next year. Yeah, kind of like with what the men were. Yeah, last year and most I I thought the men had a pretty good year last year. Most most people would argue and say you if you start number five you need to at least get to the and yeah I see that side of it too. I mean they were preseason number five and they didn't make it out of the second round of the NCAA tournament. Some people will call that a disappointment. It depends on what you value. And we lost in the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament, I believe. Didn't we God, win I, one and then? I don't even remember. I think we won one and then got beat. I think by Illinois. Because uh, I didn't go because there was no in person. It was all. Oh yeah, that's right. It was all Zoom. I didn't. It was, I just felt there was no reason. No. To go. I'm going this year, but man, we have to wear masks. You have to wear masks unless you're eating or drinking when you're in there. And we have to download this thing to show that I'm going to bring my vaccination card. We have to prove, you have to prove vaccination before they'll let you in the arena. So they're, so their tails, they're still taking COVID really serious. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it would still be this big of a deal, but yeah, there's this, they sent this email and you got to download this app and then do a screenshot of it. And then when you go to the the arena, you'll show it just kind of like you do with digital parking. And I, I'm kind of curious to see what they would do with somebody who hadn't done that, but that has their backs. I mean, if you're if you're carrying your vaccination card in your hand, I think they would let you in. I would they? think that would <laughs> be enough. <laughs> but everyone loves to do everything's digital now. Everything is online. There. I mean, we haven't had any paper handouts from Iowa in basketball at all this year. It's all notes. Wow. So, you know, they're saving money that way too. But there's sure. just. But it's still it's it's post COVID. I mean, things some things have changed. Yeah. And. Paper products are there's not near as many of them now. Well, so I don't have, totally embrace the digital world. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, I, I prefer uh, getting tickets. In I mean, it makes parking go longer because I'll ask the guys at the attendants at Iowa. Well, we couldn't get this guy. We couldn't get his. We kept scanning his thing, and it wouldn't. You know, there's always something. Yeah, like and there, uh, like there's a Mexican restaurant in town that wants you to scan the QR code. Oh, I hate that. And Give there's me a your menu. Or, menu. Or put a menu up on a screen or something. And order with your phone. I don't want to. No. No, I don't like doing that. No, I will say Luria, you go in there, they don't, you don't get uh, go in there anymore and place an order word of mouth to somebody. You go to a little computer. It's pretty easy as long as they got it set up. I mean, it's, it's self-explanatory. You go to a category, but it's different. You're still doing it yourself. Yeah. And, and it's the days of going in and ordering in a lot of places just verbally, those days are seem to be everything. I was at a McDonald's in Nebraska that did that. The yeah. problem with that, though, is that's just more online stuff, more yep. chance of, I, you know, of getting hacked yeah yeah we lost true. in the semifinals to illinois in the big 10 tournament yeah that's what i thought yeah because my cards have been hacked from restaurant like i've gotten something hey your debit card 
a certain restaurant had their system hacked, and if you would purchase something during the time where um, yeah. you have to get a new card. Yep. It's a pain in the ass. That's happened to me three times in like the last five years, where a place where I ate got uh, hacked, and then I had to get a new debit card. That's annoying. Well, yeah. I, back to masks. Um, last Wednesday, I was at the Engler for a show, and they already dropped the, the mask mandate, but still had to show proof of vaccination and wear the mask in, mm-hmm. the, in the theater. So, I mean. But they couldn't force you to wear the mask. You know, I don't think anybody had issue with it. No, I'm just saying they no. can't force you. No, you're right. They, they, really can't. they can't force you. And we were at the the Paramount over the weekend, and uh, I, you know, a good portion of people had masks, but not everybody. Mm-hmm. It's getting less and less. Hy-Vee's not. They don't have masks available when you walk in anymore, and they don't have the sign saying. But some places do. I mean, well, like um, Shakespeare's. When I go to get their Tuesday talk, they sell mask required. They are still telling you to wear. But then you go in there and nobody's wearing a mask because they're all eating and drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, it's a weird dynamic. Because I like going there. They I still say their Tuesday taco specials were the best yeah. specials oh, in town. Dollar talk, five dollars for five. I usually get three. Yeah. I get three. To five, then I'll just be bloated and, <laughs> and cranky, and five's too many. Now, if I split them with somebody, that that'd be different. But, but three, I generally generally do is i eat three of them and then save two for uh lunch yeah there you go how do you store your tacos overnight where do you put them fridge aluminum foil, like wrapped in aluminum foil or um, i think they get all dry or actually i think when they get a little soggy with the meat sucking a, in? a little but they're still good so then you warm them up in the microwave or in yes. the oven microwave so they would be a little soggy they are but they're still good yeah no i like i just don't <laughs> like soggy i would warm them up. you should try warming up in a toaster oven we don't have a toaster oven, and we've talked about getting one. Oh, man, I'd be lost without mine. I use my own oven, too, but my toaster ovens are great. Yeah, I just got an air fryer. Those are pretty cool. Those too. are good, too, yeah. You have one, Pat? I do not have an air fryer. but I've, I've heard I've, they're cool. I've eaten I've eaten food made by them before. Yeah, it's especially if you're on your own, you don't want to you know heat up an entire oven to make fish sticks or something like yeah. that. An air fryer is perfect for that. Yeah. That's kind of what a toaster oven does, too. Yeah, basically. Yeah, if you don't want to have to turn your oven. Oh, next, I've been talking to Jess Settles. He's going to come on next week. We haven't pinpointed a day yet. He wants to come on and talk. I wrote that story about five most talented. He wants to talk about Hawkeye lists, like greatest five. At this. I think that'll be fun. And uh-huh. He reached out to me a couple of days ago, so we're going to have Jess on maybe Monday or Wednesday. A lot will depend on when we can have Adam on. Adam could not come on today. He has meetings. But whatever day we have Adam on, we'll have Jess on the other day. Cause, um, and Jess, I love having Jess on. I think our oh, yeah, is great. He's great. It's hard to pull information out of him, though, I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he will um, have to, have Yeah, <laughs> he will He will be on sometime next week. We've already confirmed that. I've been, I just need to set a time. He, did, he said he's not doing the Big Ten tournament. I don't know if he's doing hmm. – he does a lot of stuff for Fox Sports. Maybe he's doing – a different conference tournament. He said he would. I asked if we'd see it at Big Tens, and he said he wasn't going to be there. But he, um, I see Jess do a lot of different games mm-hmm. from different conferences all over the country. He is like my favorite, and I, I'm, he's I'm, good. I am super excited. He's he's one of our fav- my favorite guests on this program. Yeah, no, we have we've had Jess on several times. I always like to have him on at least once during basketball. So yeah. yeah, next week before the NCAA's get going, we'll have Jess on, and um, and then I'll be curious to get Adam's reaction. I'd rather actually I'd rather talk to Adam after the tournament before the tournament anyway. Um, Because now we're just speculating and wondering what will happen. If we get them on next week, we'll know what will happen and what's going on with the NCAAs. Yeah. I'm hoping they go to Milwaukee, but you know they won't. No. They won't. It just won't happen. Probably end up out in Spokane with uh, (laughs) Gonzaga. No, I think Portland is the 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 West Coast one. That's the West Coast one, yeah. And I, God, I hope it's not Portland. I've been looking at the price of tickets and they ain't cheap. I'll bet not. No, we got 
we're flying out to Sacramento for a wedding, and no, the tickets are not cheap at all. So are you gonna are you gonna you're gonna call in on Friday then? I, it it depends on what's going on. I think I should be able to. I don't believe there's anything going on, um, um, media access wise. But yeah, I probably will just call from the hotel on my cell phone. Yeah, I mean we won't need to do it for two hours. No, on my cell phone. no, no. But no, it'd no. be nice to hear your perspective on the game. Well, yeah. I mean, um, hopefully we'll be talking about a win and then a game coming up. If they win Thursday, what time do they play Friday? I think the same time. Is it 12.55, uh, 1 o'clock? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I should be able to uh, do it. We probably will be heading to the arena. I'll just talk on the phone. Okay. Now, we had this question earlier today. Does Indiana, it's, it'll be daylight savings time, uh, it goes into effect this weekend. Now, does Indiana do daylight savings time, or do they stay on, on well, they're, they're the same at, time? They're Eastern time. In I think they're Eastern. Yeah, they're no. Eastern time, but it, that won't happen until Sunday night, right? Saturday night. Oh, it's Saturday night. But they are goofy with their time. But like I said, do, do they do they do daylight savings time? I, I, I don't no, think so. So no they'll idea. be on Central Time basically on, on su- Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea if they do it or not. <laughs> that's, that's all I know is they are Eastern Time. Yes. But then other parts of Indiana are not Eastern Time. It's a it's a weird setup. Yeah. I don't get the 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 moving the clocks. That I I I've never really understood that. I get the explanation, Mm-mm. but to me, I just no. Just, it makes, no, make, sense it makes no sense to me. No. Yeah, as you get older, you really don't care either way. It, it just it sucks when you've got to work Sunday morning, I'll tell you but that. But it does suck when the it's winter. dark at 5 o'clock. Oh, that's yeah. When, yeah, yeah, when we set them ahead in the w- winter, I hate it. Yeah. it's I mean, November and December. Yeah, it's just... We're well, yeah, and then that. it wouldn't be light until like 8 o'clock in the morning in the winter. I mean, it's dark it. for 16, 17, 18 hours a day Yeah, during those times. And we make it worse by moving the clocks ahead. That turn, makes it dark sooner. Yeah. So, but now this is what I love though about this time of year. I mean, today's cold, but you can still spring's coming. But yeah. you know that the the worst is behind you. And that snow we got coming up, it's not going to sit here very long. Yeah, gone an and, inch or two maybe, and yeah. then it's supposed to be like upper fifties on um, Tuesday. Maybe. I'm guessing by next week we will be on. We'll be beyond this type of weather, and hopefully the snow will be history. I hope you're right. What's first day of spring? Twenty first. Twenty first. Yep. So yeah, we still got you know almost two weeks until the first day of spring, but it could be a lot worse than what it is right now. Oh, today. my God, yes. This has been one of our mild... It's, there's been some cold stretches, but to me, this has been one of our most mild winters. It, it has. It hasn't been bad at all. No. Um, December was great. Yeah. I yeah, mean, December it really was. was unseasonably warm. January was cold. January was now, cold. Now, they did have the game at Ohio State postponed, and that's unusual for a game to be postponed by weather, um, but that was out in Ohio. But for us here, we've missed a lot. Oh, my goodness. 72 uh, forecast for Wednesday. 72. Here? Yes. <laughs> God, I, you think Captain will turn his air on? <laughs> I'll bet it'll be on here because it gets hot in here when, when it gets there. It does. It gets you watch, it'll be 90 and humid by May. We'll be bitching about. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, well, I wish we'd go back to wintertime. I mean, spring and no, fall. No, nobody will say that, but they will bitch about. Jeez, what happened to spring? It does seem like spring and fall are getting sh- more condensed every year, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. Sure does. It does. It does. But um, but yeah, and usually it's a little warmer in Indianapolis when we're there. But I've looked at the port; it's going to be kind of cold there a few days. I mean, there, there's a cold front that's kind of hovering over here for the next couple of days. I mean, what did you get down to last night? Uh, it was about 25 when I got in here this okay. morning. Okay, I mean, uh, what's weird too is the way my street is right now. The homes on the the south side of my street, still have all their snow 
from the left. Hmm. Whereas my front yard's almost all green because I get so much more sun exposure this time of year, and they don't get hardly any. And they, like I, it's just weird looking at my grass and looking across the street and seeing all their snow. All still the snow. There. Oh, God, yeah. I hated living in a house with northern exposure because your driveway, your front yard, it's just it's it's snow just stays forever. It does stay a lot longer. I mean, because mine mostly is gone now. The stuff in my front yard is mostly gone. Yeah, I'm pretty. We have a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> still. Yeah, but your street runs. Um, doesn't your street run north and south? My runs. Yes. Mine runs more east, east and west. Right. We face east. East. Yeah. yeah mine runs more. Um, mine runs more um, east and west. But we have a funny wind pattern, so we get some strange drifts and stuff. Sure. In winter, and you know some people don't get in. Oh, we get that too. Yeah, it's weird. It, it gets weird. We have tons of trees in my neighborhood, too, and I think that sometimes impacts things, too. You, it, it does. You have a decent amount of trees in your neighborhood. We, uh, we do. Not like mine. You lost a few in the duration. We did. We lost a few. I mean, I've got those old. That was one of the things that attracted me to that neighborhood, though, is all the trees and yeah. the creeks. I love, I love, love the trees. old, old growth trees. Those are great. And there's creeks all over my, well, there's like well, the street next to me is Creekside. I mean, there's Creekside Park and Brookside. A lot of the names have to do with trees and water. Yeah, in the they do. I, in the neighborhood I live in. so um, It is a good neighborhood. Yeah, no, it's one of those old, established Iowa City neighborhoods. And they built some newer homes up there on the hill on Scott Boulevard. and But it, it doesn't impact us. We still have really good privacy. Hardly any traffic. The only traffic we get on my road is people walking and running and exercising and um, walking their dogs. I yeah, mean, that, the traffic driving is just the people that live there coming and going. There's no through traffic at all, yeah, I which just, I love. And I just love the architecture because the, no two houses are really the same. And, and if they are, they're not next to each other. Yeah, I mean, our neighborhood's had a few that are kind of, they were all, you can tell they were all built at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, I think mine was built in either 72 or 79. I can't remember. It's one of those two. I'm guessing 72. Would be when mine was built. I think God. ours is about the se- it's late seventies. Oh, I figured yours would have been in the eighties. I don't. I don't think so. I think uh, seventy-eight God, or nine. Not I to think. think fifty years ago. Nineteen seventy-two is fifty years ago. Yeah, doesn't that <laughs> suck? <laughs> now I was only eight. I was seven and nine, but still, I can still remember nineteen seventy-two. Yeah, I was in, uh, just going to start in junior high. I was uh, twelve. I was, I was seven. But I remember, boy, the music was really good then. Sure was. What were you doing in 72, Suter, besides? Well, we were the first act to play at the Sanctuary. That's right. Which is Landslide? 50 years. This, uh... No. Uh-uh. What was your name? Was your band? At the time, it was called Just Family and Friends. And what was it? Was it Just Family of? and Friends in the band? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> actually, no. The first, we were actually just, there were three of us. Uh, it was... Uh, John Soper, myself, and Rob Cook, God rest his soul, mm-hmm. got killed in a a truck crossed the median on the oh, wow. on the interstate Ugh. and killed him. Did the driver fall asleep? I don't don't know. Wow, what a way to yeah, go! Yeah, it was nineteen. It wasn't long after uh, we played there. I mean, it was probably six months. Wow! Oh, so he's been dead for fifty years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man, what a what a horrific so way. Not that there's a good way to die. But, well, I mean, was it just all acoustic? Or yes. What was your, okay. All acoustic. Nice. And then it, that morphed into Just Family and Friends, which was, uh, there was a, a jazz band called Just Friends. Uh-huh. And so two of them joined us. Oh. 
And then we, it was, it was a lot of fun. You should have played cool. with Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah. There could have been a family theme. <laughs> family theme? Would you have complimented Sly and his band? No. That would not have worked? <laughs> no. No, not at all. Did you like Sly Stone? Just uh, a How about Family uh, Affair? I didn't like that song particularly. I loved Sly and the Family Stone. I did too. Uh, yeah. For the most part, I At did. At the time, I, I wasn't crazy about him, but over mm-hmm. the years, I have really appreciated them. Yeah. He was a little ahead of his time in some ways. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Then he got, got notoriously late for his own shows. There would be times he'd be like three hours late well, for he his had, show. Didn't he have some issues? with A little drug yeah. issue and yeah. some yeah. firearms issues and tax issues. And yeah, issues. Those, <laughs> those, those drugs and firearms and tax issues, they will tend to get in your way. Well, I think when they got inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it was the first time they played together in like 15 years or something like that. Yeah. So so when did they get inducted? Uh, probably 10 years ago, maybe. Which I believe they deserve. But oh, yeah. I still go Luke back Sly. to Sly. Okay, he's in, but Lil George and Little Feet aren't yeah, in. That, I just, it, I don't. Yeah, we're still trying to I'm figure s- that I'm out. I'm still perplexed by that. I don't get it. <clears throat> you uh, will be happy to hear that Little Feet is touring and they are uh, redoing the whole Waiting for Columbus album uh, on stage. And, that would be very cool. And that would I be. I think at the end of next week, they're going to be in Tennessee, I think, and they're doing two nights, and they've got a bunch of guest stars coming, and they're going to tape it for PBS. Of course, they, I was going to say, they're getting whittled down uh, Oh yeah, some of their original. Uh, Sam it's Clayton n- and uh, Billy Payne, I think, are the only ones yes, left from the original. It's now new little feet. And, and Kenny uh, Gradney, the bass yeah. player. yeah. Was just awesome, and I I think that's great. I'm I'm weird though. I like I I don't enjoy the dead as much now without Jerry. It's well, just of course not. Oh, no, it's not the and same. they're just not the same without Lil George. But Lil George has been dead for forty years. Yeah, yeah. Did he die in eighty three? Uh, or was it? He, or was it? No, maybe seventy nine. Yeah, something like that. But the revived Little Feet was pretty good at, at first with Craig Fuller. Oh yeah, from uh, Pure, Pure Prairie League. League. He had a yeah. good. He sounded a lot like him, and he played a great guitar player. Yeah. Uh, the, those reunion shows that first year they went out was un, were unbelievable. Yeah, Pure Prairie League. That was the only album I ever bought because Amy. of the because of the cover art. Oh yeah. The, what about the, Amy? The cowboy. Good song. I didn't mind yeah. Amy. I'm the radio the destroyed Norman it. Rockwell. Yeah. Character. Yeah. I didn't mind Amy. I, no. Great the song. radio destroyed it though. It played it way too much. Where it was, oh God, again. Yeah. You know, well, that's a, the same with most hits. That's the way it works. You radio know, did you, that a lot with the ELO songs. It seems yeah. like when I was in junior high, ELO was on the radio all the time. Just, well, that I mean, was, that newer songs yeah, and that, Super Tramp. Yeah, that was when they were in their heyday. For ELO sure. was one of those bands that I liked most everything I heard and never bought one of their albums. I got their greatest hits. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Go figure. Why? why? You know, the greatest hits I liked is all I need. All of them. Mm hmm. I played Todd Rundgren's greatest hits last night, man. That album just does not have a bad song on it. No. It was so cool to see him. Uh, it was a couple of years ago. It was at the Angler. Hello. It's our- oh, I'll bet. Hello, it's me, he says. And I I, I can't not doubt him, but, but he said that's the first song he ever wrote. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What a start. It's a great song. <laughs> yeah. Started well out of the blocks, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. His stuff with Utopia is great, too. New World and... Oh, yeah. But no, I'm, actually, I'm going to take it to Indianapolis. Hopefully, Robin Halas or... <laughs> he's are, more of a producer than a You know, they, they did a did a montage of all the stuff that he was involved in. It's impressive. And it was unbelievable. Uh, uh, really? And didn't he just get in the, in the Hall of Fame yes, recently? Yes, I think so, yeah. I mean, what took yeah. so long for that? I don't know. Who knows... 
Yeah, but the first part of the show was all hits. It was very recognizable. And then he went deep in the second half, and I only recognized a couple of Because he's got a lot of hits where people, oh, wow, I didn't know Todd Rundgren yeah. sang that song. Yeah. He's got like six or seven songs where almost anyone who listens to the radio would recognize. Yeah, and they're, they're all on this greatest hits thing I have. But, um, but no, I've always loved his stuff. And Hammer in My Heart, um, when he did that with Utopia, I'm... You know who Utopia? I don't, I you've don't never heard that, that was. Uh-huh. You've heard of Utopia, haven't you, Hunter? Oh yeah, absolutely. Utopia. Love and Actions are one of that my is good. favorite no, songs. It's, it's they're a little they're a little more prog rock almost. Yeah, a little, a little more. Yeah, a little faster, a little louder. They yeah. do everything a little harder than what he does on his own. But it's a he where it, it works good for him. Yeah. So. Well, why don't we take a little break and then we'll come back and uh, talk some hawks for a little while or as long as we do, and then uh, we'll get redirected. He had a dip out early yesterday. wasn't feeling good. He's going to be back on on Friday. He just decided to take a couple of days off. He'd already planned on taking Thursday off for uh, uh, the tax the yeah. tax man <laughs> appointment. Let me tell you how it will be. I'm not doing taxes till after basketball season ends. We have till the 15th, right? That's correct. Yeah. We got ours done already. I'm not. I got I mine mean, done I, and my refund. I might actually. I might actually get a refund this year. I'm not. <laughs> Because I didn't make money. Most of the money I spent this year was inherited money from family, and they can't get their hands on that, right? Yeah. Uh, it depends. It, no, it doesn't. All the money I spent was t- not had nothing to do with it. And the money that I got from them that had to have ta- taxes were taken out of that. So no, I'm, but if you cashed, cashed it all out. Oh, no, I didn't cash. <laughs> I haven't gotten most of it. Yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, and the one thing that I the, – the, the TCI – whatever it is, the – TIA. That I'm getting a, a mo- um, an amount each month – but they're also taking the taxes out each month. There you go. I, so I've already got that all set up. So. All, all right. right. We'll, we'll be right back. Thank you. Your life is always changing, and a lot of things can affect how and what you save. So a good retirement plan changes with your life. At Wells Fargo Advisors, we believe conversation leads to financial clarity. So start a conversation today. Wells Fargo Advisors, together we'll go far. For information locally, call 338-3799 or 866-217-2369. Or stop by 501 12th Avenue, Suite 201, Coralville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. This is Patrick Eads, owner of Geary Brothers Ford Lincoln, serving Iowa City in the corridor. Proud recipient of Ford's President Award for the highest customer satisfaction in both sales and service. Voted Iowa City's Best of the Area for New Car Dealer 2017 through 2019. Voted Iowa City's Best of the Area for Used Car Dealer 2020. Locally owned and operated, we understand the importance of community-minded business. We proudly support youth sports. Deary Brothers Ford Lincoln at the corner of Mormon Trek Boulevard and Highway 1 or online at DearyFord.com. Get ready for a pizza experience like no other. Valpo Brothers Pizzeria features high-quality ingredients combined with traditional pizza technique. From their New York-style thin crust, Chicago-style deep dish, to stuffed pizza when you want it. Valpo's pizzas are handmade and cooked in stone deck ovens. Check out the carryout special. Either a two-topping extra-large thin crust or single Single-topping large deep dish pizza pie for only $11.99. Falbo, South Gilbert and Iowa City, Crossbark Road in Coralville. Check Facebook for specials. And get 15% off your first delivery or carryout order by signing up online at FalboBrothersPizza.com. Falbo Brothers Pizza. Buy the pie or buy the slice. Hi, I'm Jim Street, owner of Streets Maintenance. As a licensed, insured, and bonded master plumber, I specialize in all plumbing repairs, including but not limited to water heater and sump pumps to toilet and faucet repairs and replacements. As an Iowa City native, I know how frustrating it can be when any part of your plumbing system breaks down. That's why I only use trusted brands and quality materials. I offer same-day, next-day service, 
coupled with a fair price. I also offer general services to mobile homes. For more information about my business, I'm online at streetsmaintenance.com and Facebook, or give me a call at 400-4483. 400-4483. Streets Maintenance, honest plumbing at a fair price. Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. Hi, this is Bill Eichsnering of the Oxyoke Inn. Although times have changed, we're still ready and waiting to serve you. We've learned a lot about keeping you and our staff safe. What hasn't changed is our commitment of trust to you and your family. Our Oxyoke family is ready to take care of you in our four dining rooms with the same quality of food, attention to detail, and customer service you've come to trust for over 80 years. Those values are now more important than ever. Now serving lunch, dinner, and banquets. Don't forget we've perfected curbside carryout, including our famous pies. So take the comforting taste of the Oxyoke home with you to share at your family's table. Visit oxyokein.com for hours, menus, reservations, weekly specials, and gift cards. From our Oxyoke family to yours, we can't wait to see you again soon. And we'll be glad you're here at the Oxyoke Inn in the heart of Amana. The Oxyoke Inn. GT Car, owner of Supel Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done. Regardless of the project, Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. Visit sales at suples.net or call 337-2246. There's a problem here in eastern Iowa. There's not enough Hawkeye fans. I mean, really, shouldn't everybody be a Hawkeye fan? Well, maybe not, but you should be a fan of my team at Hawkeye Title and Settlement. Hi, I'm Steve Anderson, and my team of experts at Hawkeye Title and Settlement know what they're doing. Call us at 351-8600. Hawkeye Title and Settlement, the team you love, the people you trust car won't go into gear? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full service mechanical auto repair in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs. Brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventative maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't go into gear, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. You like barbecue, but you don't have the time to make it right? Pops Barbecue in Iowa City brings you meaty barbecue ribs, brisket, burnans, turkey, chicken, and pork loin, all slow-smoked in the traditional style. Stop in for a tenderloin, their barbecue Cuban, burgers, dogs, and other sandwiches, and the sides. Cornbread, creamy mac and cheese, onion rings, hand-cut Parmesan fries, and homemade coleslaw. Carry out or have it delivered through Chomp, and they cater too. Check out Iowa's greatest barbecue at Pops Barbecue, Dubuque and Market Street in Iowa City, and at PopsBarbecueIA.com. KCJJ Weather. 
Brought to you by Plum Supply. Plum Supply Kitchens and Baths. Your home never looks so beautiful. Sunny this morning, becoming mostly cloudy this afternoon. We'll get to about 35 for a high today. The wind northwest at 5 to 15. Tonight, cloudy 17. Our next system rolls in tomorrow. Cloudy with snow likely tomorrow into tomorrow night. Our high tomorrow 27. Snow will end late tomorrow night with a couple of inches of accumulation possible. Friday, partly cloudy 30. We will get back to the mid to upper 50s next week. I'm meteorologist Sean Cable on the mighty 16. 30 kcjj temperature now 29 back to hawkfanatic.com with uh, pat hardy and tom Suter. hopefully tomorrow will be the last of the snow but you never know and what if we get anything we'll up probably in? get some more yeah but... but not like any major stuff Mm-mm. it's been a good winter that probably way. not we've had so- snowfalls but not anything i think what the, the biggest one we had was what six inches or yeah. something like that you haven't done much shoveling no and I don't think I've had anyone have to um, use their snowblower on my driveway. I don't, because I usually get up early and get it done, and it just hasn't been that much. Yeah, and the one time we did have like six inches, it was pretty easy snow to shovel. Mm-hmm. Well, Monday I shoveled, and I'm feeling a little bit. My shoulder was killing me. Well, that was heavy, wet snow. It was heavy, but it was still. I mean, I, it took me about a half an hour. Yeah. And um, but that's been about it. It's been this has been pleasant. I had I used my snowblower, but you know when the snowplow comes by, they just load up the end of your driveway. <laughs> yeah, that just sucks. Gotta hate that. <laughs> Ralph Good. Miller would have been 103 today if only he had lived. <laughs> Born on this day in 1919. Wow. Well, yeah. Think about that. My dad was 1914, and my mom was 1916. My dad was grandmother 20. 1889. My dad was 26, and my mom was 1929. Wow. My dad would have been, he would have been pushing 100. Mm-hmm. He'd be 96 years old. God rest his soul. I mean, this, my dad, this March will be four years since my dad passed away. Yeah, that's... Uh, you, you, never, you, never, uh, you never go a day without thinking about your parents, no, I my, don't think. My, no. I don't go a day without thinking about my parents or my dogs. Yeah. And my dad's been gone for... 48 years. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I think about your situation. That helps put mine in perspective. Now, I do see more reminders of my dogs than I do my parents because obviously my dogs, <laughs> when I still every once in a while, if I move furniture, I'll find a, a hairball or something. Sure. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, Lakota. Aww. That's sad. Yeah, that you know? is. I found the other day I had moved my couch to vacuum and there was a tennis ball that he used to only play with because he knew that it made me happy. I mean, my... Neither one of my dogs like toys. I'd get them toys and they'd chew on them for a second. Then they'd drop it and be like, you got anything better than this? They just, they, <laughs> That's they all you got, bud? This, they weren't into any of that. They didn't. I remember trying to play fetch with Buddy. I threw it. I'm like, go get it. And he looked at me like, you go get it. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go get it. I'm not going to. I'm not playing. That's how Buddy was. F-E-Jack. And there were times where he did get it, but then he wouldn't bring it back. Or he'd bring it back, but he wouldn't give it to me. But he was one of those dogs that always had to be in control. Always had to have the edge. <laughs> yeah. But that was part of what his appeal was, too. <laughs> I will say, getting ready to travel in Indianapolis without dogs. I mean, I, I mean when I had dogs, I, I mean, I imposed on a lot. Of, I had great neighbors, and I had people that were renting from me at the time, too, that would help. A lot of people helped raise my dogs, and I really appreciate that. Because when you go and you're going to a tournament like this you could be gone two days you could be gone five days you mm-hmm. never know right i mean we're leaving wednesday we may, we may not get back till late sunday night early monday morning if they championship yep. games at two thirty, 
Mm-hmm. Then we'd have to sit around and wait for the NCAA stuff if they're in the championship game. We'd have to write that stuff after it comes out. We probably wouldn't start leaving Indianapolis till seventy. On, so that's if they get to the championship game. Let's hope we have that problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's hope. I mean, I, I like I said, I I I like the way this team's playing. I like the way the brackets play out. And I just it'll be interesting. If if Nebraska comes out and beats Northwestern by fifteen twenty, then yeah, Nebraska is. For for real at this moment, I still, mm-hmm. I mean, I, yeah, they're more for real than they were obviously two weeks ago. But if they come out and just steamroll Northwestern, then it's going to be interesting. Iowa's going to have to play well because Nebraska almost beat them there. No, well, definitely. But I don't think I think that's exactly what Fran will be saying. Fran's not going to overlook any opponent. He lives in the moment as good as any coach. Like he and Ferentz are incredible that way. The only thing that matters to them is whoever they play. Nothing else matters. You block everything else out and that's the best way to do it. Well, people say, well, why hasn't it worked in the tournament? Well, it doesn't always work, but Fran is consistently getting Iowa to the NCAA tournament now and winning 20 games, so it works overall. You can't just base everything on the NCAA tournament. There's a bigger body of work than that. Yeah. And I think for a lot of that, Fran is doing a good job as the Iowa coach. Now, mm-hmm. it'd be nice if he could just get to the Sweet 16 just to get that conversation over with him. I'm sick of it, but it's a legitimate conversation. Yeah, totally legitimate. He hasn't won anything. He yeah. hasn't no, won he's won the Big he, Ten regular season, hasn't won the Big Ten tournament, hasn't uh, won a second-round NCAA tournament. Hasn't, he's won several first-round games. Yes. And I mean, he has got them to kind of where they were with Tom Davis – after, after Davis got his own players, after the Raveling players, 88-89, once Davis got going in like 90-91-92, this is kind of where they – Iowa would always finish usually in the upper half of the conference, win 20 games, make the tournament, and always, almost always won that first-round game, which Fran is starting to do. And then to lose to Duke lose, yeah. or North Carolina. Fran or... is starting to win the first-round game pretty consistently now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's pretty much where things were with Tom Davis. And – that looked pretty good when Todd Licklider was the coach, and it looked pretty good at times when Alford was the coach. Yes, it did. But, no, I, it is a legitimate conversation, and that's why I just hope they can get it done this year just to end it. Because, yeah. you know, they're not going to have Keegan Murray next year. No. It's going to be a different team. They're not going to have Bohannon next year. So, oh, that, some people say, well, that's good. Well, and that's not all good. And probably won't have Connor. Oh, I, no, I don't think they're going to have Connor either. But you can badmouth Bohannon all you want, but they're going to miss him at times next year. When, well, sure they will. When Sanford's not making threes and Perkins and Toussaint, assuming everyone's back, are who they – I mean, they're going to miss Bohannon at times. And You know me, I've been critical of Jordan. I think his defense and is very lacking at times, but he spaces the floor, and they always have to respect him and account for him, and that impacts defenses. They're not going to have that or Keegan next year, so it's going to be interesting to see what goes on. Yeah, yeah. Got to win now. I mean, take advantage of one of the greatest players in program history, which Keegan Murray clearly is. Uh, well, no question about it. One of it. the greatest players in program history. One of the more versatile players in program history. But un- unfortunately, if uh, we lose to Nebraska in the Big Ten tournament and then, you know, win one game in the NCAAs and get knocked out again, Keegan's legacy will be, yeah, it was a good team, one of the best players we've ever had. But he couldn't lead him in the but he, postseason. His team didn't do anything. Yeah, so and that's and I think his team already has done something. But you're right, though, that will be the lasting narrative because the yeah. NCAA tournament is the last thing that's in our minds, and it's the NCAA tournament. I get just it's the it's what everyone now bases everything on, what they judge everything on. So 
We'll see. Now, if they all they got to do is win two NCAA tournament games to end all that, which so it's not like it's not like they have to get to the Final Four to shift this narrative. They just got to get to the Sweet Sixteen, that, that's, that's and then it. it'll end. They'll have that week of preparing for the second round, the second weekend of games, and that's part of the fun. Iowa has not been a part of that second week of the NCAA tournament in twenty three years. That speculation is so much fun. Yes, and you <laughs> you know you look at the lineups and say you know God, this guy's going to be a problem, but. But it's that week. It's that buildup between week one and week two of the NCAA tournament. That's what they have not been a part of, and it would be really neat to see to see that happen. Yeah. So, but and and they have to take advantage of ha- Keegan Murray while they have him. Yeah. Yes, they do. So the Nebraska game you said starts at five. Yes. Is it the first one, and then the other one's at seven thirty? Uh, twenty-five minutes after. Yes. So roughly, roughly. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that is um, what's that? Minnesota, uh, Minnesota, Maryland. Minnesota, Maryland. Maryland is a weird team. Sometimes yeah. sometimes they look absolutely horrible. Other times it's like, wow, guys, you realize how athletic we are? Let's play that way. And, <laughs> and, and they still haven't hired anybody, have they? No, no. The no. rumors, um, Rick Pitino. I heard that. I'm hearing that more and more. That Pitino Rick says no, of well, course. That wouldn't be the first time. But I'll tell you what, though, is you can point to his flaws or whatever. If he got that job, they, they would, would be, be a power within a year or two. Yes, they he would. He would clean up recruiting in that area, and within a year or two, Maryland would maybe be the team to beat in the Big Ten. I, I would not disagree. But, I mean, a lot of people, he doesn't have the character. You know, I, I don't – whatever. I mean, if they want to hire him, I'm, I don't have a major issue with it. Um, they will risk some PR issue, but um, – I think he would be a home run hire. <sighs> A huge and home run. He is old, but he lo- he's he's kept himself in great shape. I mean, Patino, I believe, is in his seventies, or maybe he's close to seventy. But he doesn't look it. He doesn't act it. And say, I mean, he's a great coach, and he can recruit. So, what Richard Patino? What's he doing? Do you know? He's at New Mexico, isn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's at New Mexico. That's right. And um, the thing is, where Maryland is located, if you can just recruit that area and keep the best players from the just that little area. The Washington D. I mean, you're going to have talent galore. Yeah, and he would do that. I mean, he. I mean, look what he's done at Iona. Yeah, he's been great. I mean, they're they're 23, 24, 25 wins. I mean, the, I mean, it's incredible what he does. But that's the that's the only rumor I keep hearing is that Maryland really is making an all out play for Rick Pitino. Yeah. When did he say no? When was that? He, I saw it a couple of days ago. His statement was, and we've all seen him before, was. Uh, you know, my only I, focus is I, I am. I'm not going to be the next coach at Maryland. Is that's usually the sign of that. Maybe he will be the next coach because <laughs> I've seen those so many times before. But but it sounds like Maryland is making a play for him now. He well, may no not, doubt about that. They want him bad. He may he may not take it. But I don't think there's any issue that Maryland wants him. That's no. that's. I mean, nobody's come out and just been able to confirm that with a Maryland official. You're not going to get that. You're not going to get that much proof. So I guess you can say some of it's speculation, but I'm pretty comfortable from what I've read and heard that Maryland has made him target number one. And to me, it makes sense. Maryland needs a quick fix. And if they can get Rick Pitino for three to five years, that would be your quick fix. You build it into a power, then you hand it over to what would be a, a, an established coach. Yep. But to me, Maryland's a – I don't want to even say it's a sleeping giant because Maryland's been awoke for years. They've had a great program. They have. I mean, they were great in the 70s. The problem was back then a lot of that time you could only get one team from the – Hardly anybody made the NCAA tournament. There were years where they would finish second to North Carolina with teams like John Lucas and Ernie Graham and Albert King and all those. They had some great teams. And they didn't get the postseason because the NCAA tournament only took conference champions. But luckily things have changed. Oh, they had great teams in the 70s. 
So, I mean, I guess selfishly, I'm guessing Iowa fans probably wouldn't want Patino from a competition-wise, would you? No. Because, I mean, Maryland, <laughs> no. a, a, a powerful Maryland is just another obstacle to have to climb over. No. This is a tough league enough as it is. Now, Purdue's going to take some hits. If Edie, everyone I've talked to said Edie's gone, it looks like he's going to be maybe a lottery pick. I mean, um, Jay Nivey's gone. Jay Nivey's gone. Sasha, he's gone, I believe. Travion Williams is a senior, right? Yes. I believe he's gone. I, and I don't know if, I mean, they could have COVID years. Yeah, I'm not sure, but I think most of those guys are going to, well, Edie and I, Ivy will be are gone. Go, are going. They're going to yeah. go to the NBA. Yeah. I mean, Ivy, I'm almost certain, but now I'm starting to hear the way Edie's playing that he's going to be a first-round pick. And, you know, when you're that big, 7'4", I think you need to do things as quickly as you can. For sure. You know, he could suffer foot injuries or whatever. I think he needs to strike while the iron's hot. Purdue will be a completely different team next year. Yeah. Seven four, can you imagine? How different do you think Iowa will be without um, Keegan Murray and Bohanna? It'll be completely different. It's going to be different. It's going to be interesting yeah. to see where the scoring comes from. Yeah, Is be. Tony Perkins ready to be a thirteen to fifteen point a game scorer? Uh, he's going to have to. Is be. Patrick McCaffrey ready to play a poor man's Keegan Murray in a way? Is Patrick mm. McCaffrey ready to be the seventeen and eight a night? Because they're going to need that. I mean, maybe Robracho will even score. Chris, Chris Murray, I think Chris Murray will step right in to his brother's role. I think you're going to – Not think, quite as much. I think most does. of the scoring will come from Chris and Patrick, and Chris will score in a different way than Keegan. He's not the same player, more perimeter-wise. Chris, if I'm Chris, he needs to work on his three-point shooting. It's mm. good, but I don't think we've seen enough of it because they're going to really rely on his three-point shooting next well, year. Well, they're going to have – players are going to have to make that next jump you know, like he maybe not to the extent that Keegan did this year, but I mean Patrick's got to become more consistent. Chris has got to become more consistent. But Pete. some things aren't going to happen. Joe Toussaint's not all of a sudden going to become a great three point. No, player. Aaron Eulis is not all of a sudden going to become a great three. Uh-uh. Nor is Tony Perkins. Well, it'll be interesting to see what Desante Bowen what he can bring. If he can make threes, he'll play. Oh yeah, and uh, we got to assume all these guys are going to come back too. I mean, they're going to probably maybe have some roster shuffling. That wouldn't surprise me. At all, but yeah, Chris Murray, if he can become an, a, a, a perimeter threat, because their teams will defend, they're going to have to make teams defend the three-point shot next year. But it will be interesting to see if Robracha is asked to play more of an offensive role next year, because he really hasn't been asked to do that. I think he's been a huge addition to this team. I actually put, I did my uh, column today, Fran, in my opinion, Fran McCaffrey's six best decisions as Iowa head coach. And one was to offer the Murray Twins scholarships because mm-hmm. nobody else. The other was offering Luca early before all the other head coaches had a chance to jump in and before Luca had transformed his body. Remember, yeah. Luca was out of shape early in high school. Fran believed in him then, and I think that was a big deal. Another one was offering Aaron White a scholarship. I mean, he had seven offers. How about Jordan? Um, I, um, my problem with Jordan is he's had too many games where he – struggles and yeah. he's been a, a liability on defense i think jordan you could make a strong case for but my other one oh what i did with jordan i didn't i said moving jordan back from shooting guard to point guard i put that as number five because to me in some ways that saved the season it's huge yeah so i did have bohannon in there and moving perkins into the and moving perkins into the star yep. i did both of those that was my number and then number six was going to the portal and getting rebraccia because to me he's been the perfect complement for this team he hasn't been selfish he hasn't been a, hey i want my scoring he's embraced this new role and he's given them some semblance of post play without luca garza because clearly Mulvey and agundale aren't ready no 
And I think that was no. big. And Fran was able to get the right piece to come in, check his ego at the door, and embrace whatever limited role he had. We're talking about a guy who averaged 17 points a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really had to change his whole game. But no, I think moving Bohannon back to point guard and putting Perkins in, they're 8-2 and two since then. It was huge. and that, So yeah, Bohannon was part of it. I guess I could have done the Bohannon um, scholarship thing because Bohannon has been great in a lot of ways. My problem with that, though, is Bohannon's also hurt them and has a history of yeah. just not performing in big games. This is true. And, uh, and, you know, that's not – I'm not singling him out. That's just – but there's a lot of games where he did – well, I mean, Illinois. Yeah. When Jordan's bad, he's bad. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Oregon. <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't score a point in last Sunday's game against Illinois. Right. Your, your second leading scorer, your six-year senior with nearly 2,000 points doesn't score. I don't remember Aaron White or Luca. Mm-mm. ever having games where they didn't score a point. Nope. That was the issue I have with Jordan. But, like I said, moving Jordan back to point guard, because that was not a real popular move when Fran did it. I remember people reached out to me, why are we taking the point guard out who actually plays defense and plays hard? And, put, you know, the reason Fran did that was because he knew he has to have Bohannon in there to space the floor, and he has to have Bohannon shooting. I mean, you have to. I mean, if you play if you play Toussaint and Perkins a majority of the minutes, defenses will adjust to that. And eventually it's going to catch up with you. You have to have Jordan in there to space the floor. Do you think, and I'm just throwing this out there because I, I like the guy and I like his attitude, Peyton Sanford uh, can make that next step up next year? Oh, I think he, he'll. I, th- I think so. I think he will. I don't, do I think he's going to be like an all big? No, I don't think he's going to be that. But I think he will. Ha- they'll have to count on him to make. He'll be a key shot. piece. He's really struggled down the street. Yeah, I mean, ever yeah since he the, has. God, I wrote this. He was playing that little stretch where he played really well. I read a column, and then, boom, he hasn't done anything. So he's really struggling right now. And it looks like he's even lost a little bit of his confidence. But I think Stanford next year will have increased minutes, and he won't. I think he'll have more time to get adjusted to things out on the court. He'll play for longer stretches, and I think that will help. That's what's helping Tony Perkins on offense. Oh, sure. He's playing longer. He's able to play through a few mistakes. He's not worried about going in for a four-minute stretch. Oh, I missed one or two. I mean, he's – knows that he has a chance to fail, if that makes sense. And I think now he's seen his shots drop. That's the only difference. I mean, he's played with a swagger, and he's been good on defense ever since he got here. Now his shots are falling. Yeah. And that's the whole dip- That's the only difference in what's going on with him. And it's been huge in our last 10 games. His ability to score and play defense, it's just made a big difference. Yeah, it has. He's and fun I, to watch. And to me, that was one of the things yeah. that really saved this season. Yeah. And I give Frank... So, yeah, I did my – and the reason I did six is because I wanted to keep Robracha in there because some people may oh, – that. I think Robracha's presence and the chemistry he has created has been huge this year. And he's been playing out of position. And he plays hard. Yes, he does. He rebounds. He gets a lot of the dirty work for this team. I mean, he does so much dirty work for Keegan Murray. I mean, and that's what you need. That's how you win games. Yeah. Dirty Work. That's a good song by Steely Dan. Yes, it is. Came out 50 years ago. Love Steely Dan. <laughs> Their debut album came out 50 years ago. Yes, what do you think of that? Did. Yep. It's crazy. And 1972. One of the few uh, Steely Dan songs Donald Fagan doesn't sing lead on. Yeah, you're right about that. Was that Holder? David Palmer, I oh, think. Oh, David Palmer does that. Yeah. He does Dirty Work, and then what's the guy who does? There's another one. I thought it's like, is it Alex Holder? I think so. Yeah, but yeah, David Palmer sings... Um, Dirty work. And think of that. Steely Dan came out. You buy a Steely Dan album in 72. The first two songs you hear, assuming you just play it, you know, right. in order, is Do It Again and Dirty Work. Yeah. That was your Both first, great songs. That yeah. was your first exposure to Steely Dan. Think about that. That whole album. Well, actually, oh, most every uh, Steely Dan album is like I that. can't decide what's better between their debut album and Royal Scam. You know, they're just one of those bands that 
they are so unique. Yep. Yeah. And you just know, even before the singing starts, you know who it is. Oh, and, yeah. And their lyrics are very intelligent. When they uh, did uh-huh. two, two Against Nature, I think, in the late 90s, first thing I heard, I go, that sounds like Steely Dan. I mean, and their <laughs> lyrics, though, I mean, they, oh, yeah. uh, they, they write, they, politics, they address a lot of, it's not like big balls and you know dirty deeds. To, I mean, there's a little, there's a little bit of substance. There's a little in their substance, words. yes. But but just the music itself, though, is just incredible. What other album came out in '72? Was it that? A, uh, weren't there? I know '71 is when Led Zeppelin IV came out, but I thought there were a couple other really good albums that came out in '72. Didn't but, uh, Deep Purple's Live in Japan come out that year? That I would One not of the know. greatest hev- live heavy metal bands uh, albums of all time. Yeah, I'm not a deep. What's it called? Uh, Made in Japan. They deep did Purple. Hush, right? Yes, I like that song. But it's, it starts off with the, the the best version of Highway Star ever. It's <laughs> such a great song. Well, Machine Head, I think, came out in in '72. That's the studio album that Smoke on the Water is on. God, um, I've never. Been, I've, well, I'm not that. a huge Deep Purple uh, fan, but man, uh, 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 I mean not, that was so, that song is just ingrained in your every head. guitar player that ever starts starts off learning that lick. It, it, yeah, no, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. All I mean, right, uh, 1972, Exile on Main Street. Yes, okay, that's okay, right. I knew that. Uh, Harvest, Neil Young. Okay. Yes, close to the edge. Pretty good album. You mentioned just mentioned Machine Head. Yeah. Uh, thick as a brick, Death Row Tool, Eat a Peach. Okay, uh, that's Brothers. the other album I knew came out in '72. Yeah. I knew there was. I have that one. That's my favorite Allman Brothers album, actually. Let's. See. When did Live at the Fillmore East come out? '71, I think. That's what I, I, I think that's right. Uh, see Roxy Music. Uh, let's see. That's a pretty good list already. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know is. another year, a great year for me. It was '77. There's some great albums. That yeah, came out. Asia came out then. Was that Boston's Boston's '76? Dire Straits. Dire Straits debut album. Now I can't. Shakedown Street may have been '78. I think you're right. Salem Shoes came out in '72. I've got great. that great album. Hello. I was watching one of those Dan Rather interviews. He interviewed the band America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's you talk about two guys that have always got along, still got getting along, and they're still doing a hundred shows a year. What's that, Dewey Bunnell, and what's the other one's name? <sighs> Gary Beckley. That, really, Gary Beckley. That's right. Yeah, I love yeah, America. There was really, there was really three of them. But yeah, the, the Dan Pete is it, or something like that. Yeah, he kind of came Dan, and yeah. went, and they 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 let him do it. I mean, Tin Man is one of my favorite. I love that song. I saw them, and uh, I was backstage with them, and they were just the nicest guys, you know. Um, oh, God, they were just... Now, they wrote Horse With No Name, or did Neil Young? See, no. I thought Horse With No Name was the most tedious piece of ass I've ever yes, heard I in my it. life. I agree. Great, no, great lyrics. No, I, the heat I, was hot. I liked <laughs> it. drugs were you on? Ventura Highway, Horse With No Name, and Tin Man are probably my three favorite America songs. Uh Lonely people. That's a good I one like too. That. That's, That's a good. One. One. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah, but uh, but isn't it, horse I'm, with wasn't horse with no name kind of odd to be po- two songs popular, kind of around the same time? It was two not. different artists. 
And let's 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 forgive them. I, I don't know where where you headed. The with Neil that. Young was a di- Neil Young didn't do the same. No, word. Neil Young didn't do horse didn't, with no didn't name. Do no. Horse with no name. It sounds. It very just much sounds like, a little like him, but he didn't yeah. have anything oh. to do with it. And was it that about? Okay. Was that about heroin? I, I don't know. <laughs> I thought I read where the ho- yeah I, I I but yeah no I know some people that think that's a boring tedious song. For some reason I like it. I like it too. Uh, well, I'm huge hit of yeah. course, but no, it, it's a, a very iconic song. I just don't. Yeah. It's too and, repetitious. And we'll forgive him for writing Muskrat Love. Yeah, we can forgive him for that. <laughs> yeah. That was they their said, song. Was it really? They said yeah. there was a lot Yeah, they said there was a lot of artists that really copied their songs, but they didn't have a problem with it. I like Don't Cross they the never River. Never fought, and it's just that's incredible. The river if you Woman Tonight, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Yep. Yeah. Just good music. Good yep. music. Yeah. I didn't realize they were still touring. I mean, if they came to I Iowa City, I'd go see I them. watched it. I'd go see them at they, the Englert or Tancher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, Pat? They said that the reason why they tour is because their music paid for the kids' college and all that. <laughs> yeah, to make they money. Said, uh, <laughs> it's a novel they're idea. They're not really that rich, like $12 million for as hard as they work. But they said the money pays to get there. But once they get there, they enjoy what they do. And the one guitar player says he still gets stage fright. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> Mm, but, yeah. yeah, he says he gets real nervous before he goes on. Yeah, that's, so. that's cool. Well, if you don't have a little bit of nerves, then you're not doing it right, I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get ready to watch the Kennedy basketball team. So. All right. All right. Quick. Have fun, man. See ya. Thank you, guys. Take care. Yep. yep. Okay. You're going to like this story, Pat. Um, I heard today that in one of the studios in Los Angeles, three albums were being made at the exact same time. Working Man's Dead. Um, Deja Vu, Crosby, Stills, Nash, mm-hmm. and Young. Two great albums. Blows Against the Empire, Jefferson's Airplane, or Starship. Okay. And they were all they were all recording at the same time, and they would stay up all night and jam together until yeah. like 3, 4 in the morning and cocaine. share harmonies. That and is cool. Cocaine. cocaine. And a, mar- a lot of marijuana, I'm, I'm sure. cocaine helped them stay up all night. <laughs> that would just be my hunch. But can you imagine being in that studio when all three of those albums were being uh, recorded at the same and, time? And being a cocaine dealer? You'd probably make <laughs> more money than them. Okay. 1972 also bought us Europe 72. That makes Grateful sense. Dead. Grateful Dead. I have one of my favorite live albums. Yeah, it was a great live album. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Doobie Brothers to Loose Street. Good one. Yeah. Zeppelin, the Houses of the Holies came out in 73, I believe. So 72 was an off year for Zeppelin. It was the first year they didn't put out something. Yeah. Because, man, from 69 to 71, they were on a roll. They put four out, four yeah. classic albums yeah. out, which is pretty incredible. Hey, Well, a lot of great great albums, so that's neat. Yeah. Not I to change the, the subject, but that what a sad turn of events at Des Moines East High School. And where that, oh, do we have a oh, caller? Oh, I'm sorry. Hello. Let's take the call. Then. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, what a sad turn of events. And what's weird about it for me, too, is it happened right where my father's house used to be. My really? dad grew up on 13th and Buchanan. The house, it's right by, uh, it, the house was torn down when East expanded their front yard, I believe, from the school. But, yeah, right where that happened is where my dad wow. was born and where he lived through the 20s and most of the 30s. He eventually moved out west to, to Beaverdale. His family did. But right, I know right where that happened. And just what a. And these were just kids, weren't they? The oldest, 14 to 17. The victim was 15. The six kids arrested were between 14 and 17. And think about how many lives are just ruined now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. one is all, over. All them. And the others are going to be in jail for, I mean, it's just. And should be. It's just so senseless. I, yeah. 
you know, the spur of the moment rage and whatever of kids just not thinking about the consequences and boom. And two girls that just happen to be in the and wrong place. And they're still in the critical wrong... condition, yeah. right? Yeah. 16 and 18. I'll tell you, the cops got them right away. That's fantastic. Yeah. They did. It sounds like they were on top of it right away. Two different cars firing shots. I mean, just, I mean, 15, 16 years old. I just I can't fathom it. No. When I was 15, I was home watching The Love Boat. And you know, Fran, um, on Sunday, was it Sunday? When he, or whatever day it was, um, uh, he made a point of, yeah, after the Sunday game, he made a point of uh, uh, saying, you know, how he felt how, about the tornado damage and, and winter set and all. And he goes, wins and losses are inconsequential when you're. For you sure. Know, oh, that's true. I thought it was just, the, he, he, you know, they were ready to say, well, well taking questions. He was like, want to make a statement first. And he, he, he that's how he started off his his uh, meeting with the media after the and you know in this game. Big Ten tournament as some people want to make the, the sport is just life or death I, <laughs> I know we make our livelihood but it's really when you think about all the stuff that's going on in the world right now it's really insignificant you know, it, it is it is but it is uh, important a, because it's a distraction that's right that. well also people make their livings this way I get it yes. I get it but I sometimes think some of us in sports take ourselves too serious and that should never happen we're, we're sports writers well, and then, and I think Twitter and social media makes it easier for you to take yourself too seriously. Well, and then the stupid fans with their knee-jerk reaction, you know, <laughs> right after a game, or in the middle of a game, you need to fire him. Well, in the middle of a game, let's be honest, they'll <laughs> start this throwing out. Crap but in this the is nothing new. I mean, social media has oh, made it worse. Not. I wrote a column about it. I mean, I've had, like I said, I had an Indiana student back in the mid '90s want to fight me because I was with the opposing media. And then the, I've never experienced anything worse than at Arizona in 2010. I remember walking up to the stadium, and they had two lines of, like, you know, where you walk through lines of fans, and they were calling, just because they saw our press pass. Oh, it was of, terrible. It was the, they were calling us every name in the book. And, I mean, they were basically stopped short of just spitting on us. It was the worst I've we, And we were just the media. You are 100% correct, and we had people around us at that game the swearing at us. It and was They were insufferable. They didn't know how to win. So nothing. This is not new. This does. And officials have been abused verbally for years. It's just. I think social media has just heightened everything. It, it has, and and you get people's instant reactions. They they respond without thinking. Well, I think they take. I think they feel they're more important now that they have a way to express themselves on a stage that everyone. You know what I mean? I think yeah, exactly. they I think it, they believe it makes them more important, and they have. And it also makes them more. What's the word? I'm like more tempted to shock value. A lot of people yeah. use. They yeah. just want. They want to shock. They want to be mean. They want to hurt people's feelings because they know they're not going to get their teeth knocked in. Yeah, I've I've been tempted to post stuff, and I I, I sit back and I'm like, give me, give me an hour to think this through. For and, well, and, and most of the time I don't even put it up. Unfortunately, ninety eight percent of the people don't do that. Right. that are on social media. No, right. most are good, but it only takes one or two to spoil it for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, and you know I. I feel bad when people post, you know, I'm really down today, et cetera. And I've had days like that, and I feel like joining them and going, go, I'm having a crap day. But, you know, it just, I'm just like, no, no, it's all right. I'll be yeah, fine. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, I'm having a pretty good day. The ones, <laughs> the, the posts I hate the most are the, you know, the like the Facebook posts. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? Right. You know, there's no context. Right. No nothing, just, oh, my God. I can't take anymore. Yeah. You know, nothing else. (laughs) 
I've had it. Yeah. That, that's another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... But, well, as I've always said, social media providing a voice for those that shouldn't have one. And yeah. it's not... The fan stuff is not unique to any fan base either. No, no of course I not. I mean, I'm not... No. I, I mean, Illinois, I'm, they've got their bad fans. Iowa, every, every fan base has it. They do. But I also would say that most fans from every fan base are pretty good, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, for the most part. But they what are. I don't like is when one fan base was, you know, I, this has got to stop. I'm just so glad our fans don't do this. No fan base has no. the right to say that. Uh, no. My not. favorite used to be uh, about 10 years ago when the Bears were. The uh, Bears. When they'd play. And they'd lose, and the, the Tribune, you go to the Tribune online, and they'd have the column up already about the game and everything. Yeah. And I, I would just spend an hour reading the comments that were filed by, the, by everybody else. They were just so good. <laughs> but it's people pissed off because their team lost, you know? But they really are. Well, Bears fans should be used to it. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm a, a nominal Bears fan, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah. And, and uh, um, you know, as a Cub fan, you know, we had that one, uh, you know, two years of real brilliance there, uh, yep. 15, 16. And, you know, let's be honest, 17, 18 was still good. Was still good. And we made it in the playoffs last year. I mean, not didn't go very far, but got there. Yeah. So, I mean, but. And the team has been dismantled. Pretty much. Yeah. And they're not even going to play so far. So far. <laughs> and then I saw how, oh, look at the, look what the players did. They donated a million dollars for the displaced workers. A million dollars? That's all you got out of the, out of 400 players? Yeah. <laughs> 400 pay, players making a minimum of $660,000 a year. Paying their salaries. <laughs> Wasn't it, there was some guy, I think one of the Astros are, uh, paid basically the, the grounds crew and everything out of his own pocket for a month or something uh, when the, the yeah. lockout happened because yeah. he wanted those people to have, you know, have lives. It's just, I don't know. I hope they get it straightened out. There's all kinds of money to be made. They just got to figure out how to split it up. Well, it's billionaires uh, fighting with multi-multi-millionaires. That's you what know? it is. Yeah. And we can't, real people can't relate to it. Right. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm going to cut out. Yeah. Okay. And I'll, like I said, I'll call in Friday. I'm not sure exactly what's going on, and um, but I'll keep you up to date. Well, we'll yap a little bit Friday. That'll be great. So, yeah, hawkfanatic.com. Check it out. It is free.